Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in to another edition of the Fourth and Podcast. We got Will from Big Three News back on. Another great episode coming up. And everything is crazy right now. Mind-boggling news. Free agency is happening right now. We're recording this on Monday, July 1st. And yeah, there's a lot going on. I know Will's hype being a Brooklyn Nets fan. Will, how you doing? I mean, let me tell let me tell you something. <laughs> if if you follow me at all in any capacity on social media, you know that even through the big three accounts, I am big three. I keep it nice and clean. NBA, I am a completely biased. Uh, you know what? So <laughs> I this has been just fantastic. How and the fact that last night to 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 cap it off, D'Lo going to the Warriors, sending him off. Um, to kind of ride into the sunset and go do what he's got to do, uh, it's it, it's been fantastic. Well, let let me ask you this to start off today's today's episode. First of all, how are you able to keep your composure and follow the big three games? I I mean I know the big three games are great, but as a Brooklyn Nets fan, when KD says he's dropping news about where he's going right at six o'clock when one of the games is going on, how are you? What were you going through at that time? And are you sad about D'Lo leaving? Well, so so normally I always thought that it was a disadvantage um, that it takes me a while to process emotions. But today or yesterday, it was actually an advantage because I got the the alert and then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then I was like, I was still watching the big three stuff and doing everything I had to do with that. And then, like, basically it kind of really like it hit me right as, like, the games were ending for the night, like, right around, like, 8 o'clock. And that's when, like, it, it really hit me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I honestly can't believe it. I still can't believe the Warriors got back D'Lo. Um, I know this is not an NBA podcast, but I think it's pretty crazy that, you know, they could – I've heard they might be able to flip him. But I kind of like – you know, I'm a big fan of D'Angelo Russell, but I kind of like him with the Warriors and just see where it goes for a year. So, we'll see. Um, we'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about it later. We'll have – Three-headed monsters, Trey Simmons, come on, talk about his game yesterday, how he got in the big three, and we'll talk some NBA free agency with him just to see where he's at and where his head's at and all of this. I don't know if he's a fan of any team or whatnot, but it's interesting to hear, you know, a professional basketball player's thoughts on all of this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let, let's first start out and say a shout out to powerhead coach Nancy Lieberman. Today is her birthday. Uh, I feel like Someone in her stature, as legendary as she is, especially in the Big Three, she deserves that shout-out on each and every platform that someone's presenting Big Three information. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Yeah, happy birthday, Lady Magic, Nancy Lieberman, and off to a good start this season as well. Um, Pretty interesting week for week two. We got five teams now that are undefeated, five teams that don't have a win, and then two teams who are in that middle tier. Uh so we talk about we talked about it a lot leading up to the season how there was going to be a top tier, a lower tier, and a middle tier. But right now it's you know it's still early on, so it's still kind of looking like the past couple of years in terms of the best teams and the worst teams. Uh, pretty interesting week though. What do you think of the games this week? Yeah, I mean I thought we had um, 
I think it was kind of just lived up to the billing of week one. I thought that we had a couple of good games. Um, I think the ones that really stood out were um, probably Ghost Ballers and Bivouac. That was a good game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ball Hogs and Enemies, that actually ended up being a great game. Yeah, that was on Saturday in Charlotte. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know that was all about Gilbert Arenas and the hype of him coming back. But that you know, if Ballhogs would have won that, that would have really stole the the limelight from him. So oh yeah, that I, was a must win. So I'm glad that they pulled it off. Yeah, he did say that last week, and lo and behold, they they pulled it off. Let's let's go through these games a little bit. We'll start in Charlotte. Uh, we'll do a quick recap here because we are going to talk to Trey within. 30 minutes or so. So we'll kind of go through a quick recap and kind of see where our head's out for next weekend. Um, let's start with the triplets and trilogy. Joe Johnson went off again, had 20 more points. Uh, they look like they've solidified one of the, as one of the best teams in the league. I think they did that last week, but this week I just felt like it was more of a team effort rather than Joe just completely going off. Jefferson had 14 points. I felt like Parker was a little bit better. Uh, and trilogy, you know, it's it's interesting to see them at zero and two after recouping their team. I mean, what's your probably your biggest takeaway from that first game? Yeah, I mean, we we came into the game and it looked like uh, James White was going to pull off Fred Van Vliet and just completely shut down Joe Johnson. Right. Um, but the only issue is that they couldn't contain Al Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, so so it looks like that they that Al Jefferson was just basically getting everything that he wanted down low. Um, just in an effort to stop Joe Johnson. And then as soon as they kind of just went back to uh, that, like, three-on-three defense and they kind of stopped double-teaming, that's when Joe Johnson just iced the game. So, I mean, triplets are looking scary, man, because exactly for what you just said, I mean, James White is probably one of the better defensive players in the league, and this isn't a bad defensive team at all. So the fact that, you know, uh, the triplets had the wherewithal to – all right, Joe Johnson uh, is getting guarded. Al Jefferson's just take it. Alan Anderson, uh, Pardo. So the fact that they're able to do that, which uh, credit to Lisa Leslie, uh, they're, they're scary, man. They're looking scary. Yeah, we knew they would be scary. I mean, obviously Joe Johnson being an all-star that he is, Al Jefferson as well being a legit NBA player and made his presence down low. But, man, I mean, they look, real, they look really good. Um, and I really – I didn't even mention this, but we saw this week the big three – make all six players active which i thought was really cool and i thought there was a lot of lineup changes strategies working for coaches and i really kind of enjoyed the aspect of just having that extra player regardless of how much they use them um so yeah triplets is two and oh they look like a top three team and trilogy uh you know them and four other teams are oh and two and i'm i'm a little surprised they started david hawkins this week um i think playing carlos arroyo bit in terms of him kind of just running the floor but uh and James White obviously looks like their best player right now at the moment Patrick O'Brien I felt like took a step back Sam Young I felt like took a step back so we'll see they've had to play you know two really good teams to start the year which is kind of the biggest schedule for them so far absolutely so we're going to talk about this enemies ball hogs game that was game two and you know obviously the biggest headliner I mentioned earlier was Gilbert Arenas making his big three debut. He didn't play in week one, but it was pretty much all ball hogs in that first half. I mean, it was 26-13 at the half. The additions of uh, Quintel Woods looked really good. Will McDonald looks like one of the better bigs now in this league. Uh, What did you really like from ball hogs? Is is it the additions they made? Do you feel like 
they're just more comfortable this week. I mean, I, I felt like the addition of Quintel Woods and then coupled that with Marcus Williams coming on last week has – I don't want to say they didn't do a good job drafting or constructing their team originally, but I feel like they kind of got a mulligan and they've done a really good job of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, credit to them for um, recognizing what the issues were. Like, Brian Scalabrini didn't get any uh, minutes. Childress, I don't think, got any minutes either. Um, so credit for them to kind of just knowing that it was that this team that's basically Stevenson and McDonald's team. So they basically kind of uh, just let them run the show. Um, I think the question is going to be, though, how, uh, you know, are they going to be able to maintain that for eight more games? Yeah, just with like a four man rotation there, because yeah. I, I think Childress is coming back from injury still. Oh, but, okay. I mean, he did play a little bit, but I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like they need somebody else. They're not just going to be able to run that four man show, especially if they're trying to get you know away from the bottom of the pack there, where they've been the past couple of years. Um, super impressed with enemies in the second half. Thirty seven nineteen, they scored the ball hogs. Uh, that's been the biggest thing I think for ball hogs is one they don't really have a closer, but enemies. I mean, Craig Smith, you know, proved last week with no fluke. Put up 19 points. Uh, Frank Robinson was really good again, especially on the boards. Royce yeah. White coming back looked really good down the stretch. And, of course, Arenas. Yeah, he almost had a double-double. Yeah, I mean, I think that team is going to be really good if they can have Arenas in the lineup every week and Royce White doesn't get ejected anymore. Um, yeah, and if, if Lamar Odom can come back and just kind of provide more, more uh, like, down-low support, uh, absolutely. I think this team could definitely – uh, get into the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing. They really haven't played anybody too big. I mean, they played McDonald this week. Yeah. But, but he was pretty much their only big. And enemy's only big, really, is Perry Jones. I mean, Craig Smith is a little bit bigger. And like you said, Odom. But uh, they're an interesting team. They're one of the two teams that are one and one you know, kind of that middle of the pack. And so yeah, I'm I, mean, I think a- we'll kind of be up and down on them all year because – you know, ball hogs, as we know, they really have not been good yet. Um, they lost Jermaine Taylor, who was probably, if not their best, probably their second best player, which was which is just a huge blow to an already kind of uh, undermanned roster. So I think enemies got a good win. I think enemies beat a team that they needed to beat. Um, but when they when they come back now and they start to play the upper echelon of the league, like who are they playing next week? So next, uh, next week they're going to be they're playing, playing ghost, ghost ball. ballers. Yeah. All right. So that'll be a good game. That'll be a good test. Yeah, because, I think so too. Yeah, because ghost ballers, I I know we'll probably get into it later, but ghost ballers are looking to prove themselves as they're a legit two and zero squad. Um, I would say them and Killer Threes are continuing to look to prove that they belong with the monsters and the triplets and the power. And enemies are going to go out there and try and steal a win and prove that they're. Uh, with Gilbert Arenas and with Royce White, that they're nothing to mess around with. Yeah, I I 100% agree with everything you said. And I think, yeah, I think the teens that have had to play ball hogs with ghost ballers and enemies, I think there's still a little something to prove there just because of the bad luck they've suffered yeah. within the first couple of weeks. That actually is a good segue into the next game because uh, Killer Threes played Threes Company, and I think I'm – Okay, so I knew Killer Threes would be good. I was pretty confident they would be good, and the return of, you know, Steven Jackson would be impactful. But holy shit, Threes Company, um, I did not realize they would need Baron Davis that much. Yeah, that was that was kind of a spanking, right? 
Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, Steven Jackson remembers playing with a partially torn patella tendon in his knee. Yeah, he and, dropped 22 and four. <laughs> in his first game of that the season. Nuts, uh, CJ Watson, you know, he, he was good last week, but I felt like he really came alive. This week just took more of a, a bigger role this week. Yeah. Looked, looked really good. Um, and then they just have really good role players all around. I mean, I, I think Char- uh, Coach Oakley's doing a really good job of just throwing out different lives in the, out there. And a couple of coaches are doing this uh, just with the advantage of having all six players active. But um, I think if any team is kind of struggling with with having so many different players that they have to match up against, it's three's company right now. No, absolutely. Um, I think that three's company was kind of at a disadvantage because they chose to keep basically their entire bench. Um, and they had two captains coming back from injury. So I think it was kind of up in the air a little bit. Um, it probably, I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and say that, uh, Jake, that they would, should have let go of Emmett and Max Seal because those are probably two of their better players, but you know, the captains right now, like DeMar Johnson only had four and five, uh, yeah. and Drew Gooden only had 10. Yeah, and he's been the leading scorer the past couple weeks. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think it just goes to show you how much Andre Emmett really carried this team last year. Oh yeah, because Absolutely. his diminishing play, and we knew he'd fall a little bit. We think he's a good player. Don't get us wrong, but just the run he went on and the tear he had at the end of the season, which is ungodly. So yeah, I mean, he he went he went full supernova. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it it was like nothing. You could have asked for in the big three. No, one of the better it, stories it in the league. So, you know, now he's, you know, and he was also the fourth man of the year last year. I mean, he was a guy who was coming off the bench pretty consistently and relieving yeah. Baron Davis. So now that he's had to take on, like, that starting role every single game, I don't know if he feels affected by it, but just based on the numbers and how we've seen him play the first couple of weeks, I feel like it's either he just – better off of the bench maybe like a jamal crawford kind of player maybe, or it's yeah. just the level of competition has really increased uh by that much of a margin this year well i think now, also two teams are expecting him right yeah like yeah, i mean there's more tape on him yeah exactly like there's tape on him he's starting so he's seeing the starters teams are running defenses kind of to stop him from driving in and they're sort of making him a spot-up shooter which i wouldn't say is necessarily uh his game so I think that just like anything else, he's going to have to adjust. And I think it's up to Three's company. I think it's up to uh, uh, Cooper, Coach Cooper, to figure out what they got to do to get Emmett some better looks and kind of help him out at this point. If Baron Davis isn't going to be back for a little bit, then it should be all about helping Emmett. Yeah, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, as for Killer Threes, we'll talk about them a little bit more later. But, you know, they have a really big test next week against three oh, other yeah. monsters. So uh, that should be one of the more exciting matchups to watch. Let's move on to... Our Sunday slate of games in Philadelphia. It was a night game. Uh, the first game was Ghost Ballers and Bivlak. This was kind of the game leading up to NBA free agency. So I think all eyes were really on this game. And that was a really fun one. It was two teams really testing each other, uh, coming off weeks where they played teams that were had a little bit less to work with than they originally had on paper. Yeah. Um, both teams look good. I'm ve- I was very impressed by both teams. Uh, Josh Smith looked really good in his – you know, his real debut. Will Bynum pulled out one, you know, a move that I don't think anybody on this earth as a professional has ever 
put to use and the the fake sham god the, the hezzy sham god i think god. <laughs> i don't i don't even know what people are actually calling that um, I, don't even, I know beach report called it a fake sham them. god but I like, like i feel like that's like impossible because a sham god is like a fake like movie. yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know i thought it was more of a hezzy but like i i watched this a lot today and i think i was probably one of many who watched this play over and over because it was just so yeah. It was, it was disgusting. I mean, you know, Mike Taylor's a really good player, but he, he Will Bynum got him on that one. But I was watching oh it. God. I mean, like, it happens to the best of us, but oh, man. I, oh, I, Mike. I, so he was, like, starting with his left hand, or he was right hand, dribbled up with his left hand, you know, went to his right hand and kind of did that sham – like, moved it back into his left hand, kind of did that sham god a little bit, and then moved it to his right hand to dribble it in while hesitating a little bit. Kind of hard to explain, I feel like, but you just gotta watch it. If you haven't seen it, you have yeah. to watch it. It's all over the place. It's on the big three. It's on Bleach Report. I mean, it's I think that. that's, I think that uh, is huge in terms of exposure for the big three. Because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first to ever do it, and it was in the big three league. I mean, <laughs> shout nuts, out to Will Bynum. That was that was insane. But um, yeah, Ghostbusters, you know, actually got the. Then they won fifty-one forty-six. And by the one. way, the, Will Bynum did lose that game. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> or like hyping up Will Bynum. Yeah, he's yeah. probably more <laughs> he's probably more worried about getting wins than he is about gaining yeah. popularity on a move. Uh, Ghostballers, they look like they got a pretty nice little scoring duo. They got Carlos Boozer back, who didn't play much, but Jamario Moon and Ricky Davis really look like they could be the best one-two punch in the big three right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Combining for 41 points out of the 51 they scored. Then Mike Taylor off the bench. I mean, uh. I mean, I think we'll talk a little bit more about Ghost Ballers here in a second, but just initial reaction from that first game before you got caught up in the KD-Kyrie action with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a shame, you know, uh, that somebody had to lose this game. Um, but, you know, I think 2-0 and looks a lot different than 1-1, one and one, obviously, when you look at it. But really, I think the way that both these teams play, and I think anybody could have won this. Yeah. You know? So I think it proves that Ghost Ballers, which is something that they lacked last season, they were able to finish strong and get the win. So, uh, but Bivouac also proved that they are also a very good team. I mean, this was a five-point game. They had to go to 51 to win it. Yeah. So, no. I mean, you know, I, I, think, I think that this just proves that these are going to be two very good teams. Yeah, and I think Bivouac has a really good chance to, to really put a staple on how good they're going to be next week against triplets. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, hey, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah, exactly. I think they could be the top two expansion teams. We'll see. Uh, it certainly be interesting. That brings us into our next game. It was Aliens and Three-Headed Monsters. I thought this was one of the better games of the week as well, despite it kind of stalling a little bit in that second half in terms of guys just couldn't make shots. But, you know, the final score was 50-44. to 44. We're talk We'll talk to Trey a little bit more about it. But... Aliens has gotten off to two good starts in back-to-back weeks. You know, they had an eight-point lead at halftime, and they're having trouble closing. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Rush was their leading scorer with 15 points, but I felt like Andre Owens has to be the guy to close. You agree? No, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the league kind of gave him the keys to make his own team. So, by no stretch of the imagination, this is his uh, This is his club. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think they just went to Greg Oden, you know, a lot. Things were working, but I feel like when things are working for them, they're only working in 
you know, three possessions, like maybe back to back to back, and then they kind of catch on a little bit. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the aliens continue to go back to it regardless if they're catching on. Uh, certainly Odin looked very annoyed with the fact that they they let that one get away. But, I mean, they're facing a really good three-headed monsters team. I was really excited to see Richard Lewis, you know, just look a little bit better this week and hit the game winner despite being fouled. He looked he looked really good, and I, I think, you know, ultimately he's the guy who's going to carry them to a championship along with Reggie Evans. But... Richard Lewis is going to be your your go-to guy if you want to win it all. Absolutely. Um, I think that, I mean, I think it just sucks. I think Alien is all, Aliens were another team that got a tough schedule to start out. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them play like Enemies and Ball Hogs and uh, Who they play next company. week. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that they can kind of turn around a little bit. But no, you're right. If They're going to have to close. I wonder if Aliens are going to be one of these teams that like comparable to like a ghost ballers or like a like a killer threes last year who they looked good at times but they kind of really needed to add a piece or two really needed yeah. to kind of redraft guys so i wonder if because it looks like the framework is here because brandon rush andre owens shannon brown greg odin they, they look like some good pieces but i just wonder if they need like uh, maybe another star you know yeah no uh, i agree i think you know it it's going to be interesting maybe a couple weeks from now if we see any trades happening. We saw one last year, and I felt like it helped Three's company a little bit, even maybe Trilogy a little bit, despite their struggles. Um, Derek Byers was kind of more of a scoring punch for them. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if we see a little bit more of that this year. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, I mean, more teams, right? So there's more possibility that trades are going to happen. Yeah. And you just you just get to see more players because now they have six players active. I think that was a smart move by the league. No, absolutely, uh, I agree. Final game of the night was Power and Tri State, and this was a rematch of last year's semifinal game. This was a pretty good game as well. Um, first of all, you're you're not putting Amari Stoudemire in your top ten. He's just making you look dumber and dumber every week. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm good sorry. for him, man. Eighteen uh, six last night, um, but really outside of that. You know, Nate had 12, Diawara had 9. But it's kind of just been like the, the Mari Stoudemire show and needs a little bit more help, maybe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think, let me see, like, I mean, I think it just sucks that they lost Jermaine O'Neal, man. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. like that's like the Pacers losing Oladipo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's a great like, comparison, yeah. Yeah, like, they, they were a fun team, and excited to see him, but... Losing O'Neal, that just that derails so much. Yeah, I mean, because they were kind of the first team to do the, maybe them in power, kind of the first team to do the big lineup, you know, big. Yeah, absolutely. And that was it worked really well for them. Um, they yeah. did have to play power, and Coutinho Mobley, despite maybe being gassed at the end of that, continues to be a dog. I mean, 23 more points. He's the leading scorer on the year, following up the year where Corey Mugetti was the leading scorer and the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the addition of Julian Wright looked pretty good. Michael Thomas Thompson, Michael Thompson seems to be coming on his own. Uh, but yeah, power. If they don't, if twenty three seven three and four steals yesterday, you, it's going to be a problem all year long. Yeah, I mean, you know, I it's just going to be crazy just to see this team get Corey McGetty, who's probably the best player oh in the gosh. league, back. Yeah. It's, they're gonna be a nightmare. They're gonna be scary. And Quinn oh, Richardson didn't an play tonight. Absolute nightmare. Um, when when does Power play uh, three headed monsters? 
Do you know what week? I, I, I don't expect okay, I, you. I, I want to say it's week eight. Nope. I got eight. That says Tri-State and Power. I feel like they already... I feel like they're not going to play twice this year, are they? Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. Oh, it says week nine, actually. Power week three nine. Okay. August 17th. So that will... That's going to be fun to watch and see how, that's gonna, how oh, good yeah, they're going to be. Oh, yeah, that's the opener in Dallas. Yeah, so I feel like that's going to change the night coming path. home. Wow. Yeah. I feel so like that, that could that's going to be the game. The last game. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll definitely keep an eye on that and see what the records look like. That's, I'm excited to see that one. I, hopefully, McGetty's back um, and the three of the monsters stay healthy because that's the game I'm, I'm eager to see. Absolutely. Early In the early going. So, that's kind of our that recap. That will probably, too, for week nine – um, that's probably going to decide seeding. Yeah, I th- I agree. I was going to yeah. say it could probably drop a team from one to you know maybe outside of I don't know how home field advantage really works here in the big three, but well, I um, think depending well de- so depending on who is sneaking into those bottom seeds because if you have like a bivouac or like a ghost ballers and kind of like those bottom seeds, you might not want to play them. You know? Yeah, well, I feel be like a big difference eight. between one and two. Yeah, and I was going to say Tri-State last year was kind of a scary four when Power played them. Oh, absolutely. They, they I, I don't think, you know, out. Power, they dominated, they won. Um, it was their league to lose, and they won it. But, it, you know, nothing was uh, a given last year. Yeah, we just saw that in, in Golden State where things happen. Well, you absolutely. Know, the, the, uh, the perspective changes. So, we shall see. Let's let's go. That was a quick recap. Um and we're going to be talking to Trey Simmons here a little bit soon. Let's go through quickly um, just most exciting games of next week. I'm excited. I'm going to be in Atlanta, and I think I'm nice. going to have a chance to cover that. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, That's awesome. I don't, know, I don't know what kind of access they'll provide. But, um, yeah, I'm excited needs too because I'm, I'm waiting to hear back on all that. So let me know like what that is so I know yeah. how to like, prepare for it. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody needs tickets, whoever's listening to this, um, I'll Ooh. sell two for cheap because uh, it, and that's a steal. I know they're doing a buy one get one free right now, but uh, you know they're gonna have shipping taxes. With me, you won't have any taxes. You know, Ooh, just straight okay. up, okay, upfront cost. So uh, Atlanta, July seventh. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, I'll just edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. On July 6th in Birmingham, the three games are tri Three's Company, Bogs, and Ghost Ballers and Enemies. Uh, so the first two games are going to be the battle of 0-2 squads, who can get their first win, and then Ghost Ballers and Enemies. So I'm assuming that we agree that Ghost Ballers and Enemies will probably be the game to watch on that first day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The second slate of games will make things a little more interesting. Uh, poor trilogy. They have to fa- they have to face power. So now oh they face three headed monsters man. triplets, and now they have to take on power at zero and two. Um, also playing that day is bivouac triplets and killer threes and three headed monsters. So man, there's a good that's a good lineup. That's, okay, I'm that, is, that is actually wow. You are actually going through a great week. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that I'm more excited for these three headed monsters, but that bivouac triplets and even power trilogy. Those are going to be great games as well i believe yeah well the good news for you is you get to really see like the big three at this point well actually the big four really you get to see the monsters killer threes triplets and power 
Yeah. That... So you get to see, oh, well, so besides Ghost Ballers, you get to see all the undefeated teams. Oh, my God. I didn't even put that into perspective. I didn't really yeah, wow, that's, think about that. That's, that's awesome. cool. I only yeah. have to see one 0 and 2 team. I mean, no, yeah. no offense well, to them. And, and it's Trilogy, and it's probably the most important 0 and 2 team. Got a, I got my one jersey, and it's the Maggetti Power jersey. So maybe we'll, maybe I'll just, you know, snag that along. Sneak oh, that I, in my I, backpack I, I a little bit. Would. <laughs> Make sure to bring a Sharpie to that one. Um, yeah. What, what team do you feel like needs to win the most before we wrap things up here? From, from both days? Uh, let's just say in general. In general? I think probably Tri-State. Tri-State. You're playing an 0-2-3's company. You know, I think you and I would both agree that Tri-State is probably not as bad as their record is currently. Yeah. So they, you know, you got to just go out here. Whatever team loses this, you know, you're going to have to start asking if you're hanging the dun chain on them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yes, I, I would agree with that, too. Um, so I think that for Tri-State and Three's Company, more so Tri-State because I think that they're better than Three's Company, um, you got to win this game. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hope Baron Davis comes back at some point. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually so. go a different way. I'm going to go with a team that's actually won in Bivlac. Uh, okay. I feel like this is the week we mentioned – that they have a chance to prove themselves, and they're going to take on a really good triplets team. And, you know, maybe we haven't seen triplets play the powerhouses or the guys who have more experiences in the league in terms of the teams, like three-headed monsters and power. But I think that they have kind of solidified themselves because they have one of the better players in the league. So I think if Bivouac can show that they can get it done, and they can get it done really without a big going up against a cup a team with a couple of you know imposing bigs i think that's going to be put give bivouac a big chip on their shoulders moving forward despite the loss last week so i think it's kind of like you can recoup even though they lost to ghost ballers we beat triplets and i think that'll put them in a good position so um i agree yeah it, i mean it would be, you're sending a big message if you win that game yeah, and I think it'd be cool in the first year of the expansion teams to at least get a couple in. Um, I don't want to guarantee anybody a playoff spot because it is early, but it would be cool to see a couple of expansion teams rather than just one make yeah, it the and first I, and year. I, I think we will. Uh, I agree. I do, I do too. And I, um, it's going to be a fun week. I think it's good that a lot of 0-2 teams are playing each other. Yeah, Kind of get their first win out of the way there. So... Yeah, that was kind of a quick episode, but we're going to wrap things up here. We're going to move on to the Trey Simmons interview, so make sure you stay tuned in for that. Will will be a part of that, and yeah, we're just going to ask him about the league, how he got involved, and how he likes his three-headed monsters team, and maybe a little bit of free agency, so make sure you guys tune in for that. If you don't, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, hopefully I'll get to bring you some more coverage this week in Atlanta. Will, thanks as always. Thank you very much. And now we turn our attention to this week's guest of the week and the three-headed monsters, Trey Simmons. They're coming off another win. They're now 2-0 and on the season. And, Trey, I appreciate you coming on just to talk to me for a little bit about the big three. Yeah, no problem, man. First of all, let's start with how you got introduced into the big three. Uh, who kind of came to you and said this might be a good opportunity for you or did you kind of follow the league the first couple of years? What was kind of uh, your story? Well, uh, I mean, I knew about it when it first started, and uh, it came to Seattle. 
and it was like sold out, man. It was huge. So, cause you know, Seattle got a, you know we're a big sports fan base, right? So, um, I went to, I went to the game and it was like twenty thousand people, man. Um, but how how I uh, got into it was they uh, they posted a, a, t- a tweet. And was like, who do you want to see in the big three? Because I guess they, they, you know, they changed the rules and stuff. So uh-huh. it, it was like, who do you want to see in the big three? So I tweeted it back. I was like, me. <laughs> and they reached so, out. Yep, and they reached out. It was like DM, DM us. So I DM'd them. They was like, you know, thanks for reaching out. We would like, you know, love to have you. Um, so that's how I got started. So then uh, I went to the. Uh, I went to the tryouts, you know, and that was it, you know. I mean, I had, you know, Nate, Nate, you know, Nate Robinson. I went, I went to school with Nate also. Okay. You know, and uh, Jason Terry, you know, he's one of my big bros, and I also knew GP. So, um, so they was all there, you know, and Nate wanted me on his team. Uh, you know, JT wanted me and, you know, I didn't know about GP. So, you know, I went down there. I, I played very good my first, you know, first game in a tryout. So, the GP took me. That's crazy because, I mean, you, you essentially just shot your own, you shot your own shot. They reached back out and then you just had some connection from there. Uh, I'm sure, uh. Uh, GP there was excited to go ahead and get the third pick overall because the first two teams, you know, passed on you a little bit, and then uh, they were able to follow up and get you in the in the second round. So, what was the combine experience like? Did you see a lot of people you knew besides those guys? And uh, yeah, you said you, pl- you, you, said yeah, you played very of, well. Yeah, it was a lot of people that I, I knew down there. Um, it was a lot of players, man. So you know. Um, it was a good experience. Um, a lot of good basketball players that didn't get picked, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, they said they're going to expand it. Um, so hopefully, you know, the players that, you know, have another chance to uh, play in it, you know, next year. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this league is just going to continue to grow, and I think it's something that, that's going to stick around for a long time, especially as a – I feel like this year the competition really ramped up in terms of just – not only guys coming on, but everyone getting adjusted to the, the three-on-three style and the rules and everything. Um, yeah. You're a couple weeks in now. You know, you're on a, a really good team in Three-Headed Monsters who's, you know, one of the few teams to reach the playoffs in both years. How how are you kind of feeling? Uh, did it take some time to get adjusted to? I felt like this week you looked a little bit more comfortable playing when I saw you guys yeah. playing against the Aliens. Exactly. Um, you know, the first game... Um, I was too anxious, you know, too antsy. Uh, you know, I was just rushing everything. Um, but overall, you know, I thought I played okay besides the scoring part, you know. Um, and then this week, you know, you know, I thought about it the whole week and I couldn't wait to play again. So I was a little bit more comfortable, um, playing this week. And, you know, my teammates, my teammates give me all the confidence in the world, you know, um, for me to just play my game, right. you know, I've been knowing, I've been knowing Reggie Evans and Rashard Lewis for years because they played up here, you know, in Seattle, and I was playing against them guys, 
you know, during the summer and stuff like that. So they already, they already knew who I was. And I knew Mario, too, because he came up here a couple times and played before, you know, he was in Kansas and stuff. So, and then GP also, you know, I've been on GP since high school. Yeah. So, um, you know, they've been, they've been, you know, they've been giving me confidence and, uh, you know, just telling me how, to, how this league works and stuff like that. So I think the more... The more um, the more games I play, the more comfortable comfortable I'll be, and you know everybody will see, you know how I play. Right. I feel like we got a, a little a little bit like a sample of it this past week. Uh, you know, you took a little bit more. Uh, you shot the ball a little bit better there. And do you feel like because in the past I feel like the the big three they usually have one inactive player. This week it looks like they made every player active that was on the roster. Do you think that had any type of impact into how, you know, maybe a little bit more rest throughout the games, just different lineups, uh, maybe a smaller lineup? Do you feel like that had any impact on this week's game? Uh, I mean, it might have had a, it might have had a, you know, uh, some impact on it because you know you, I mean, and as a player, you never want to just sit out, sit out a game, right? You know? And uh, and I think it's good that you know everybody gets to play now, you know, because you might need that player that game you know so you yeah know, you never know well let's talk about the game a little bit because i felt like you know for aliens they're one of the expansion teams in both weeks they've played pretty well in the first half i felt like for you guys it was just kind of a slower start than normal um you know uh richard's coming back from that uh, achilles injuries a little bit so this is second week getting accustomed to everything and being healthy again what did what did Coach Payton kind of tell you guys there at the half when you guys were down? I think it was twenty five seventeen to kind of you know put momentum on your side and ultimately close out the game with a win. Um, well, you know, he just told us that you know we had to uh, pick it up a little bit. We was playing we was playing too slow, you know, um, and we had to you know we had to lock we had to lock down on defense because you know there was. They had a couple shooters, so yeah. we just had to get, get up in them a little bit more. And uh, you know, we just—I mean, we just grinded it out. Um, and one thing I like about this team is, you know, we we all we all play together and we know each other pretty well. So, um, and all of us like wants to win, man. Yeah. And there's no like, there's nobody that's that's singled out. Like, you know, not we don't just have one star on this team. Like, whoever's going, that's where we're gonna go to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I think we I think we play I think we play very well collectively on both ends of the floor. Um I, I can't even say both ends of the floor cuz it's only one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's got to be weird. <laughs> oh, well, you know what I'm saying? So, no, yeah, um, I got you. You, you yeah, we just, we no. just kept chipping the fight, man, and uh we got it done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was awesome uh, the way it ended and everything. I felt like you guys slowly made your comeback, and then Richard hits a big time shot like that. You mentioned a couple, you know, you mentioned a few of your teammates, uh, Reggie, and then you mentioned Richard, and you know your coach there. One guy that I think sticks out on Three Headed Monsters is obviously uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, not only being like one of the older players, but just you know what he's meant in terms of in basketball as a whole. What's it kind of like playing against him, or playing with him, learning from him maybe a little bit, and just just being around him as a teammate. Man, you know, I don't want to be all starstruck or nothing. So I keep it cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. 
you know, I keep it cool around, and you know, like, you know, people was asking me, like, well, who's on your team? Like, you know, and I tell them, and then as soon as I say his name, they just go crazy, man. <laughs> they were like, bro, do you know he's he was like the Steph Curry before Steph Curry? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he was the foundation. I mean, this guy would be a little crazy. Just the fact that he's still doing it at 50, I think, is the craziest part. Right, exactly. And he moves, like, you know, like the first the first practice we had, um, you know, me and him was shooting, you know, doing shooting drills. And I think we had, like, did, like, five or six spots, man. He, I only won two spots out of the five or six. <laughs> like, that dude don't miss. I mean, I was close, but, like, that dude don't miss, man. No, I mean it's it's crazy too. Yeah, he you know he's more of a mid range shooter now. I feel like, but I mean he just doesn't change his game. I mean, he's gonna elevate when he wants to, but then because he's so good at shooting over guys and kind of catching guys off guard, it, that makes that facilitating ability just that much better. It's just it's insane. So I think, and I think like you and Mario are like really good compliments to him. You know because he is a little bit older. Uh, you guys can fill in where you need to, and I think that's what got kind of makes you guys so dangerous. Um, you guys are playing Killer Threes next week. Another two and O team. They're they're one of those teams, you know. In the past, uh, obviously they're they're led by Stephen Jackson, who's had them on the verge of making the playoffs, but they needed one or two more pieces. Kind of looks like they got that now. What are you kind of expecting from them? I mean, have you kind of gone over a game plan, or is it still kind of early in the week, coming off off the weekend and everything? I mean, what do you expect? Maybe just from your own perspective. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a little early, but um, I'm definitely gonna um, watch the game this week and see how how they operate, and uh, you know, see what we can do to give us a, a better chance um, or give us a chance at winning the game. Have you have you gotten a chance to watch uh, their first game even? Nah, I haven't. Oh, okay, so you just been kind of locked in with your own with your own games going forward. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. I think it's going to be a really competitive matchup. I mean, both of you guys are 2-0. and There's three other teams besides your two teams that are also 2-0, and but I think that game might headline the entire weekend there, so it certainly yeah. should be interesting there. they got a couple of uh, interesting pieces there as well. Um, what's the uh, – you know, they say the biggest thing about the, the big three is the physicality, the gritty, hard-nosed play. I mean – did you kind of realize that from the jump as soon as you got in? What What's that kind of like, and what's been the di- biggest difference from playing in the big three compared to playing professionally five-on-five? Five? Um, it's, it's, it's physical, but, you know, I played overseas for 13 years, so um, I, don't, I don't mind it at all. And, you know, most most people see me as a shooter or a scorer or whatever, but you know I don't I don't mind playing defense at all either. So um, it's okay with me, man. Yeah. You know? And I guess the the biggest thing is you know you, you can really be exposed in three on three, so you really got to be able to play both ways. I mean, do you, do you feel like you're? Mo- I I forgot where I was reading somewhere. Somebody said they were really gassed their first game, and I saw I saw Coutinho. Obviously, he's a little bit older, but. He just completely tired out on the floor yesterday after his team won. Do, do you feel like you're more gassed in three on three just because of the the pace of play, maybe? Uh, yeah. The first the first game I wasn't because I think it was just adrenaline, you know. Yeah. But um, but yesterday, 
Yeah, I was a little winded. <laughs> there was a couple times, man, where I just I I think I could have I could have went to the hole, but I just decided to just, just pull up. <laughs> I was like, if I had a little bit more gas, you know, I would have you know I would have pulled up. But um, but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be doing a little bit more running this week. No, yeah, right, rightfully so. I mean, you just gotta get used to it. Well, uh, I know Greg Oden was playing for the Aliens yesterday. He was obviously a guy there in Portland for a little bit when he first came into the NBA. Was it good to see him kind of getting back his feet back into the game and getting accustomed to playing again? Yeah, man. I, and you know that was my first time meeting him, but you know, you know, Brandon Roy played with him. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, I told him about it. He was like, "Yeah, man. They was telling me I was gonna see you. You know, he's like." He's like, good to meet you, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it was it was good to see him back on the court because it's, it's been a while since he. Yeah. He's a beat. yeah. I know he was attempting that comeback for a little bit, and then he, uh, I guess he paused on it a little bit. But it's really good to see him back in there, and it looked super competitive after the game yesterday when when you guys came back. He slammed the ball on the floor. So, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it looks like it's highly competitive out there, and you, you guys are taking it extremely serious, which I think. That's the biggest thing is exposing that to the outside world because I feel like some people are, are thinking, maybe not in week two, but maybe coming into the initial season, people thought it wasn't going to be taken as seriously with with some of the guys in the league. So it's really good to see just emotion like that right afterwards. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, as, as time goes on and he gets more, a couple more games under his belt, he, he'll get better. Yeah, absolutely. What, on the flip side of things, you know, you got your own big man, Larry Sanders, who, who went through his share of struggles during the NBA, and then he's also kind of making his return to basketball. He looked like kind of like you, where he felt more accustomed the second week playing in the big three. What do you what do you feel like you noticed? What was the biggest difference you feel like for him in week two to just help him get more acclimated? Well, he... You know, he just got in foul trouble in the first half, uh, the first game. So, you know, that kind of took him out of his, out of his rhythm. So, um, you know, and GP was just telling him, just don't get in foul trouble. You know, the first half. So, yeah. Um, I think he he also got a little bit more comfortable. And there was a couple times I had a couple shots, um, that I could have took, but I passed to him just to get him, you know, in the game. Right. Just going a little you bit. Know, GP cussing me out, telling me to shoot the ball. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, man, whatever. But you know, I, I'm I'm a team player, so yeah. You well, know, so I, I wanted to get him involved, also. You know, he could have been having some nerves too. He obviously proposed to his girlfriend, so that could have been yeah. that could have been a thing. I know that's a super nerve wracking thing to do right before. So, what? Uh, you said you knew GP for a while. I mean, is this the first time that he's been your coach? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, what what's yeah. been the biggest the biggest thing you've noticed from him as a coach? Um, man, he's a lot more calmer like than I thought. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That that's surprising. What makes you say yeah. that? I mean, you know, he really doesn't like. He just he's just calm. Like he's like, man, everything's cool. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> you know, just calm down. You know, we're gonna get through it. You know. But uh, yeah, he's a. I mean, he, he kind of cussed me out last game, man. But it wasn't no like, like that. He was just telling me to. Sh- he wants me. He wants me to shoot the ball every damn time I get the ball. <laughs> like, 
I'm KGP, but I can't do that. Like, that's impossible. <laughs> hey, he's just excited for the team. I think I had him as an early coach of the year candidate because, you know, he's he's one of the, the – you know, he's really the only coach that's led his team to the playoffs twice. You know, the other team that's been in the playoffs twice in the Big Three is power, but they had, you know, the commish, Clyde Drexler, as their coach season one uh, before Coach Lieberman. So yeah. – I just feel like this year he'll finally get some of that respect that he deserves as coach of the year. Not saying that in the past the people who won it didn't deserve it, but you know, he he's done he's done his fair share of work. Obviously he's had a good team and he constructed another good team this year, so uh, you know, rooting for you guys and him and everything else like that. Yeah. Uh have you been keeping up with any of the NBA free agency? I feel like I'd need to ask you that before we before we get out of here. I won't keep you too much longer, but have you kept up uh, with anything? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've seen a few. <laughs> what What's been the most surprising? Let's Let's take away the, the KD and Kyrie duo because I feel like, that was maybe a little bit of a given. But what's been the most yeah. surprising outside of that one? The D'Angelo Russell uh, caught me off guard. Yeah, that was. You know, I got that one late last night. I had to stay up a little bit longer. Do you feel like that's a fit? Do you feel like the Warriors flip him or? Let's put you in a Warriors GM. It's your first day at the office, and that was the first thing they did. What do you What do you do from there with the assets you have? I mean, I, I you know, you know, Katie's gone. Clay, Clay will be out. So, I think, I think it was, I think it was a good, you know, a good idea to get him because you know he got got another ball handler, you know, besides Steph, you know, he got another scorer on top of that. So he's crafty. He can score. He can pass. You know. Um, he can handle the ball. I think I think it was a good I think it was a good pick. Yeah, I agree. I think they can play off each other really well. They both can play on or off the ball, and then right. Clay comes back. You just got another shooter. He can probably play the three a little bit. So I agree. I, I feel like a lot of people have said they might flip him, but I say why not just give him a year, uh, despite maxing him out. You know, if if he doesn't work on that system, he's obviously a trade asset there. I don't want to look at him like that because he is a right. human being. But you know he. If it doesn't work out there, it's not like anybody wouldn't want him. So, uh, I agree. I, I agree that was the most uh, surprising move of the day. But, um, yeah, Trey, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're I know you got, uh, you're busy and you're resting from the weekend. Probably just got back. But I appreciate you just coming on for 10 to 20 minutes here or so and talking about your experience. Yeah, back at it tomorrow morning, man. <laughs> well, good luck to you guys this week. And, uh... I know you got a big matchup against Killer 3, so I wish you the best of luck to you and your team. I appreciate it. Thank you. That'll wrap up this week's edition of the 4th Man Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at 4th Man Pod, 4th Man Pod. And you can follow Will. He wasn't able to tune in with us for the interview, but you can follow him at Big 3 News. That's news with a 3 instead of an E. He's a great follow, and he's obviously one of the goats of the big three so make sure you give him a follow as well as us and thank you guys for tuning into this episode and we'll be back next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.